Kia ora and welcome to another episode of Get a Job and Get Healthy with Costas Enterprises. I am your host, Alex Costas, and today's podcast, uh, we're going to start the healthy part of the Get Well and Get Healthy, uh, Get a Job and Get Healthy podcast. Uh, I'm going to discuss my the start of my journey uh, to weight loss um, and just give you a bit more uh, clarity about who I am, what I've been doing, and just try to give you a bit of uh, examples of what it was that I did um, and what made me change the way I've been living so that I can get better. Um, this is a personal journey story, of course. Um, I do hope you can listen as far as you can to the end. Uh, I do actually discuss this also on my blog, which I've told people about as well. So the Costas Enterprises um, uh, website blog, uh, which will be in the show notes descriptions. Uh, and you can actually read more about my story there as well as follow it uh, as it's been for the first sort of four months that I've been doing it. So um, we'll go into a bit of about the history. Okay, so um, at my heaviest I was 149 kgs. Now, uh, that's 328.45 pounds back in 2005, okay? Uh, I have always been quite fat, heavy, obese, big boned, whatever you want to call it. And I distinctively remember only starting to be fat from around five years old, okay? Now, without making excuses that I come from a Greek family, I like to eat, and I am now... Um, sitting at about I'm about 37 and a half years old okay Uh, I used to live the invincible lifestyle now what is that you may ask well the invincible lifestyle is eat whatever you want fried chicken, pizza, chocolate, bread drink and I used to drink a lot now I was never considered an alcoholic um, although I did see someone about my drinking Okay, the reason why is I started to get worried. And I wasn't so much worried about my drinking, but my doctors were a little bit shocked that I could easily drink a 40 ounce um, of bourbon or at least 12 beers a night for every weekend for about 10 years. Now, 40 ounces is about 1.25 liters. So a, a normal version of a Jim Beam or a Jack Daniels, the bigger bottles, not the small ones. Now, I've had some success in losing and keeping weight off in the past. Um, I dropped from 149 kgs down to 120, uh, which is 264.55 pounds. And then went back up to 130 kgs, uh, which was 286.60 pounds, um, which is where I was when I started this journey about four months ago. Now, in the past, I've tried a few diets and I've yo-yoed more than, well, Puff Daddy, Sean Combs, P. Diddy, more than he changes his name. Shout out to Diddy, by the way. Um, What I'm trying to get across is I tried a lot, but I failed a lot more. Now, I considered I was registered for bariatric gastric sleeve surgery twice. Now, for those that don't know, um, very quickly, gastric sleeve uh, surgery basically involves removing about 75% of your stomach. Now the advantage is, not only do you lose weight, it's very fast, 
you could also lose any diabetes effectively overnight. Now, I do have diabetes, okay? The part that's not easy is you're effectively reduced to eating small and only certain foods for the rest of your life. Big change for someone that's... Uh, and, and there's always a risk that you might not actually make it through, okay? Uh, it has had a lot of success, but it also there have been instances where it hasn't been so lucky. Now, on my blog, there is a link to one of my friends who's currently gone through the gastric bypass surgery. And as at today's date, I think she's lost at least 50 kgs, which is pretty surprising. Um, you basically, if you go through the surgery and you stick with it, you can lose up to uh, three quarters of your body weight. Now the D word, diabetes. I have type 2. Now that's the one that you can get because, well, you think you're invincible and you eat like I was for almost 20 years. You eat sugar, you eat bread, you eat just generally bad food. Now that's how I got it, I'll be honest. I've had diabetes for about 15 years now. Now I previously, um, I'll be honest, didn't control it very well. I did the bare minimum. I was taking my pills and the occasional insulin that I needed to have. Now, I'm going to be real with you guys. Just recently, during our lockdown, I started to lose control of that diabetes again. And only just started in the last two weeks of taking my pills and my injections every day. We'll talk about the COVID stuff in a later episode about me falling off the wagon a little bit but don't worry we will cover it now part of the reason why i'm taking this journey so seriously is because i started to notice how bad i was getting my control i was losing control so alex why are you taking this journey okay let me be honest 99.999 percent that's because i didn't want to lose the one thing that made me happy in life no not food although that was pretty close, it was my partner. My partner saw how bad I was, and we'd been together for a year. She'd saw, seen and she'd helped me change other things of my life, and we will delve into that on other blogs and other podcast episodes. But the one part I never did change, not, not really change, was my health. Now, notice that I said health and not weight. Okay, that's the important part. This weight loss journey is not about the weight loss, it's the health that I want to get stress. You see something bad in yourself when you see the person you love crying because they ask you to change. You don't. And they give you the world. And all they ask for you is to look after yourself. Nothing else. This isn't easy for me to talk about. Not now. I'm a very proud person by nature. And to even admit all of this to all of you is hard. But if the last couple of sentences haven't told you and made you aware of your situation because a loved one shows interest in you, wants care for you, wants you to change for the better and you see them hurting and you do nothing 
wake the fuck up and change. Let me repeat that. Wake up and change. Now, on my blog, I sort of stop in the middle when I'm talking about this and I talk about... Okay, I'll be completely open and honest. I am an Amazon affiliate and I have a link in there which goes to a book called The Five Love Languages. Now, this book helped change my life. It was when I I was reading it that I started to see what I was doing. I started to see how I was trying my best to meet what I thought was my partner's love language and was completely the other way on that. If you do decide to read this book, I ask, please, first, go through my website, purchase the book through Amazon, or anything through Amazon. Uh, You'll find a link in there, uh, as I am an Amazon affiliate. It is a great book, okay? Now, enough of the plug. I want you to help I want to help you learn to fill up your partner's love tank. If you read the book, you'll know what I mean. So that's enough about sort of the history. So what, what am I doing now? What's different? Now, as I mentioned, I, my partner's the one that told me how I can fill up her tank. It was simply try to get healthier. She made a meal plan and I said I'd follow it. The meal plan is customized to me. Now, it's a specific meal plan because of the simple fact that I'm a very fussy eater, okay? When I started this journey, I didn't eat a lot of vegetables. And the ones that I did eat, some of them were pure carbs, which is exactly against what we're doing. Now, if you follow weight loss and diets, you've already jumped to the conclusion of what my partner was getting me to do. You are quicker than me if you guessed the keto diet. Now, for those that don't know, um, there are heaps of keto recipes and diets out there and variations. One thing I was most worried about, what if I get a hypoglycemic attack? Now, for those that don't know, a hypoglycemic attack uh, for a diabetic is when you have either too little blood sugar or uh, you get a hyper glycemic attack which is where you have too much blood sugar and it basically means you could pass out and in some instances people have died from these as well now the reason why I had this concern was because keto is all about no sugar it is effectively no carbs and very little sugar intake now to give you a little idea um, of why I was worried a normal and healthy person's blood sugar is between 4 and 6. Okay? That's the usual scale. At the time I started this diet, I was around 23 to 24. Now, as you can imagine, I was very worried. Now, I will cover a bit more of a... in another episode, um, more about the actual start of my journey, and we'll go through month by month how I was doing. But overall, I'm happy I changed. Now, I'm not saying to people, 
go ahead and start it straight away, do it. You have to know what's right for you. I will be honest, I didn't think it was right for me. I'm glad I decided to change. So what we will do is rather than stopping the episode now, I'm going to go into the first month. Now, this can be a pretty long read, so bear with me. But I try to cover off everything that I've done. And yeah, it's definitely an interesting one. Now, one thing I do want to cover off is how great everyone was when I posted this journey, when I started posting about my journey. Everyone was really supportive. Um, It really made me, it made me happy that I was going through it. Now, I was posting things on Instagram, food that I was eating, you know, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Um, I was cooking my own food. I basically went about three weeks without any takeaways or sweets. It was it was pretty good. Um, on my blog post, you will actually see photos I've put up there. Uh, but I'm going to break down everything now. So, so let's go through week one. Starting on the first day, I started a following meal. Started following the meal plan that I talked about with my girlfriend, Create. Now I didn't actually realize um, that what I was doing was keto. I now know it was. And my photos before, I wasn't exactly super focused uh, on my health. Um, when you look at this blog post under the first month, it's just basically photos of the way I used to drink and eat and go stupid, really. Now, the meal plan that I had, it was only a one pager. It would probably only fit half a page, being realistic. What I can eat at breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and all the food I can't go near. Now, as I said, I am not a big vegetables guy. I always thought of the word as, uh, it sounds stupid, but a, a bad swear word. And the ones I did eat were, as I said, mostly heavily carb or sugar focused potatoes, corn, carrots, berries, apples, bananas. Seeing that I couldn't have these, it made me weary. Now, I automatically felt like I would be failing within two to three days, let alone trying to turn this into a lifestyle. But I persevered. I was doing it for the right reasons. And I still am. I was going to be healthy. I was going to change my life. Cue my eventual hypoglycemic attack within 12 hours of starting the diet. And having to have my girlfriend buy me fruit at the farmer's market, which is where we'd gone to buy all the veggies I was now going to eat, just so I could bring my blood sugar up. Now, I admit, in this instance, I fucked up. I left for a big walk after injecting 120 units of insulin in the morning, which is a lot, uh, and my diabetic pills without eating any breakfast at all, and very little to eat the night before. I also didn't take my jelly beans. Now, shout shout out to the diabetics that are listening to this that know how important those sugary beans can help you. Um... As you can imagine, I had not made the best impression uh, that this was going to go well. 
The main thing is I recovered and I decided that I was better have some jelly beans with me at all times. Now the meals were tasty and nice and if you go to my Instagram, personal Instagram, you will actually see that I have made some nice food and it's been pretty tasty. But before I started the keto diet and lifestyle, I had started increasing my walking. I was trying to go 10,000 steps a day. And at the time I started it, I'd increased it up to 12,000 steps and was hopefully climbing it as we go. So getting closer to 15, 20,000 steps if possible. Now during this time, like literally just before I started my change in lifestyle, notice how I said lifestyle and not diet. The reason I'm saying lifestyle instead of diet is because let's face it, most times I tried to diet, I died at doing it. I discovered Sweatcoin. And you're asking, hey, what's Sweatcoin? Now, I will get into Sweatcoin a little bit later. But this isn't a plug. Well, it is a little bit of a plug. But basically, Sweatcoin is a cryptocurrency. You earn it by walking. Seems too good, I know. Seems too good to be true. But it is actually true. Now, if you go through my link, you will find a link to the Sweatcoin. And full disclosure, if you sign up, I get $5 in Sweatcoins if you use my code. However, I am going to do a full podcast about Sweatcoin a little bit later. Um, it really did help me because I enjoyed walking. I enjoyed seeing my coin increase because who doesn't like to see money go up? Now, bear in mind, this is not actual money, but it is a form of Bitcoin without officially being Bitcoin. It gave me an incentive to keep walking. Day three, literally day three, we're not even past week one, and I had another hypo. This time I was at work. Now the mistake I'd made this time, I'd been monitoring my blood sugars, but the one thing I hadn't done was change my insulin. Now naturally with low blood sugar, uh, the low sugar that I was eating, my natural blood sugar would be reducing. Now that was a fact I saw while doing my blood sugar readings. This time I called my friend who works in the diabetic field and what did she say to me? She said, get to the doctors. Now, I, I was going to go back and do, you know, the uh, get this voice in the old auntie, get your ass to the doctors. But I thought, no, she would probably not appreciate that. Um, like, like, it's it's if you do though go back to that sentence and think to yourself like get your out of the doctors like arnie from total recall and you know every time someone listens to that or reads that i want them to laugh because that's what it's intended to do so i took my friend's advice and then luckily on day five i was able to see my diabetic nurse he was he, he wasn't very happy with me at all actually um not because of the changing lifestyle he was happy on that or the walking he was happy with that what he wasn't happy with was the fact that I had not had a blood sugar test, which is an HbH1c. I know all fancy, fancy words, but this is the term that uses to measure blood sugar. I hadn't done one in about eighteen months. I'm supposed to do one every three months. Yeah, wasn't too proud of that. 
but my diabetic nurse went through my meal plan and issued me a diabetic machine um my old one was over 10 years old now i am a bit of a tech geek and i do love my sci-fi so naturally um when my friend who works with diabetes turned around and said there's a new blood sugar monitor which connects via bluetooth i thought wait i don't have to write anything in a book anymore sign me up and if you are diabetic um and specifically if you're in new zealand i'm sure it's available in other countries as well but talk to your doctor about getting one of these specific uh blood glucose machines they're amazing just the simple fact that they connect via Bluetooth is amazing. Now, the condition of my new machine, I had to come in every week to talk to the diabetic nurse. When I discuss week two, I get a bit more into it and I explain why that was actually a great idea. So I managed to get through the first week with only a few minor hiccups. Um, seems like I get used to the meals. I was having things like sausages and eggs for breakfast with lots of veggies steak chicken or fish for lunch and again copious amounts of veggies and then repeat for dinner so over the first week my mind didn't actually wonder can i actually do this for a sustained time can i make this a lifestyle i mean when i get sick of the same meals over and over well four months on and i can stay i still enjoy the meals and i'm still trying to create new ones so yeah i think i can week two so, I'm getting to the pattern of cooking my food and actually enjoying it. But there is one thing that's bothering me. And it's not what you think it is. And if you've read my blog post, you'll know what it is. Bread. Sorry, what? Bread? Yes, that's what I said. Bread. God, did I miss Bread. So it's one of those essentials that I didn't even think I was going to miss. The funny thing is, it wasn't actually for the bread itself. Okay, stick with me here. But it's what I could put on the bread. Peanut butter, Marmite. So for those overseas, if you haven't tried Marmite on bread and butter, it's an experience that Kiwis either love or everybody hates. Um the point is I couldn't see myself putting peanut butter on a cracker because uh, you know carbs or bread because I don't know carbs I didn't really want to put some marmite on a slice of cucumber no thanks so I expressed this frustration to well anybody that would ask me hey how's it going the cravings for those beautiful carbs did hit me pretty hard but I pushed through the struggle and munched on more bell peppers and cucumbers now we touched on the big d before diabetes week two and seeing my diabetic nurse was a little bit better as i didn't see the same person uh but what i did get was a result of my blood sugar so before i saw the blood sugar nurse i was told to get another test my test was 97 out of 100 and something uh if this was a classroom i would pass but not in the world of diabetes so to give you some clarification a healthy person's blood sugar should be between 40 or 60 or as i said previously four to six i was sitting at over double that but the diabetic nurse looked over the food i'd been eating 
as I've been tracking everything through MyFitnessPal. And if you don't, if you aren't using MyFitnessPal, it will change your life. So please do. The diabetic nurse tapped me on the head, wished me well until next week when my original diabetic nurse would see me. So it had been two weeks and I was thinking, I wouldn't see any change. Well, you'd be wrong. Okay, I'm not going to make out I lost heaps and look like a Greek Adonis of a man that my heritage suggests I should be. Um, however, I was definitely noticing my increased mobility. The tightness in my belt, uh, the tightness of my breath was disappearing and being sore for lifting my fat ass every time I needed to move. So at the moment, I'm calling that a win. Now, week three. This was a big week for me. The week before, I did something that really surprised me. I walked home from work. That was a distance of about 7Ks across hilly terrain of Wellington. And it took me three hours. Now, I have since moved a dress, so I would be more closer to 10Ks away from my work now, maybe 14. And I do intend, when the weather gets better, to try that as well. Now this week, not only did I do that walk and uh, I did the same walk in week three for two and a half hours, I also went for a massive walk in the Red Rocks Reserve. Now, this reserve is some pretty cheeky seals, like the actual seal, and is somewhere I've always wanted to go. I've lived in Wellington all my 37 and a half years. I've never seen it. Way to see the world, right? Food was going well, but that craving for a breed was still there, and this week it was uh, like one of those cheesy horror film taglines, you know, it was back for a vengeance, or don't go to the bakery. Now this would be all good if it wasn't for the fact that I, at the time, lived with three qualified bakers, one of whom specialises in making amazing cakes and slices. Temptation is real, people, and her name is Carve City. Now my girlfriend, my partner, knew that I had a problem with this and how much it was getting to me. So she made me a deal. Before I started my keto journey, I used to frequent Domino's, and at the time, I had a free pizza voucher for them. So I texted my girlfriend one night and fessed up that I still had it. And I'm going to be completely honest, I almost slipped and spent 20 minutes trying to convince myself not to use the voucher. Now, when I say I'd convinced myself, it wasn't a hey, you know, you don't need to do this, you're okay. I had logged into the app. I was ready to press purchase. And I stuck at that purchase screen for 20 minutes, arguing with myself, do I need this? Can I not do this? She was proud of me for not going through with it. I asked if she wanted the pizza, hoping we could share it. This would be my ultimate cheat meal. However, she saw through my pan plan and told me I can swap the voucher for a present I didn't want to and I thought no I don't actually need pizza she surprised me with the best gift gift ever bread sweet sweet glorious bread specifically keto bread that she had learnt to make while I was worrying while I was sitting there crying for bread she advised that she would make some for me every week and my love tank that I talked about before bubbled over amazingly. Something so simple like a loaf of bread made me damn well near cry keto tears of joy. Now, 
let me give you a little bit of clarification. One of these weeks, I actually bought some keto bread. I tried keto bread versus my partner's keto bread. My partner's keto bread is the best keto bread I've ever had. Store-bought keto bread tastes like cardboard. It is not very tasty. Now, let me put something into perspective for you. Prior to my new lifestyle, I was having a sick day almost every week. Okay? Um, Not something I was proud of. But when it's once in a blue moon, it's okay. But every week, for like four to five months, something was wrong. I seemed to have a cold that would never go away. I was constantly popping Vicks Vapor Drops to clear my throat and airways. Three weeks of eating mostly veggies and no carbs. And internally, I felt like a new man. Diabetic appointment number three, I would no longer feel bad or horrible. I started to be more aware of what I should be doing and what I should be taking, when I should be taking my readings. Everything is coming up, Alex. This time, not Millhouse. Now, this week, I also had to visit the hospital for a previous referral about my eyes. Now, a lot of people don't realize that diabetes can actually make you go blind. Yeah. Not the original thing that your parents said you'd go blind for, eh? Sugar. It's the best, obviously. Now, the good news is, apart from looking like Mr. Sparkles because of the eye drops, um, it appears that finally my eyes were getting better since the change. Also, this week, uh, in the third week, I know I had my first cheat meal. Notice how I said meal and not day. It was Valentine's Day. My partner and I went to a restaurant and I had ribs. Not a lot, but just enough. It was a welcome change. It wasn't pizza, it wasn't pasta, but it was delicious. The main thing is, I didn't feel like I now need a cheat meal every week, let alone every day. Week four. I went to my diabetic appointment and it went quite well. We adjusted my units and I can already tell from my reduction of insulin and my readings that I knocked off around 40 units from my score of 97. Now, I have promised that in April I would go for another blood test so that I would have a huge indication of when that's changed. I haven't had a chance to do that since COVID-19. But I do look forward to it. I no longer feel shame walking around and the confidence that everyone has given me from their support and their love makes me feel like I'm doing the right thing. It also inspired me to keep going. Now, another thing that I want you to remember and... As I said before, I am an Amazon affiliate. Now, one of the things I mentioned in my blog is a book that I also read, which helped me change my mind. And if you do decide to go and buy it, as I said, please go through my website, help me get a bit of, a little bit of money from the book Unshakable. It's a Tony Robbins book. And I know you're thinking, hang on, Tony Robbins, what, that motivational speaker? Trust me, that book is amazing. While the book is mostly about investing in uh, index funds and diversifying your portfolios, it talks about changing your mindset and effectively trying to make your mind unshakable, hence the name. Now, I'm not going to lie, it actually helped me quite a bit during week two and week three. That was when I feel I was going to fall off the wagon. Go have that slice of non-keto bread, go buy that chocolate. But the point I want to make is, it's not just the health stuff that I'm eating or moving around. It's also about changing my feelings, my emotions, my mindset. 
it is worth a listen or a read if you have a chance and I will cover off my mindset in another episode once again thank you for the time for listening I know it's been a long podcast for me 32 32 minutes is a long time if you do go to my blog you will find the photos that I've got there as well things like me at the rugby sevens uh, me dressed up as Sai from Gundam style doing a pub crawl that I organized the big surprise one was uh, photo number three which is me on my 30th birthday drinking 30 shots in seven minutes something drunk Alex you should be very proud of I did this four years in a row I've also got a photo of some of the food that I've eaten and at the time I wrote the blog post it was I was 124.4 kgs or 274.25 pounds as of today's date I'm down to 19.8 kg uh, 119.8 kgs so I've lost a further 5 kilos since then meaning in 4 months I've dropped 10 kgs already now I'm going to continue with this journey I hope you decide to come with me thank you for taking the time to listen to this podcast my ramblings and I hope it's given you a bit more of appreciation of why I want to change but also why I want you to change why I want you to get better because we can all do it until next time have a great one guys get a job get healthy I'm Alex signing off have a great one and good luck